All right, good, e good evening, everyone. I am coming to you live from my literal bathroom. It is time for the Greenhouse Season 2 finale reunion. We have all three finalists from the second season of my original game, The Greenhouse, here to discuss uh, the season, see what was left unsaid, any other, um, uh, any loops we need to close. We'll see. It's going to be a really fun night. I'm excited. These are some of my closest friends, so should be a really good discussion. But first, I need to bring in my co-host, the best auctioneer on in this hemisphere. It's Holly. Hey, who is the best auctioneer on the other hemisphere? You know, um, if, if I had one name, I would give you one. But I have one, oh, and her know. name is Kathy Hillis. Kathy Hillis, yes, sorry. Sheriff Kathy Hillis from Big Brother 12 is, in fact, uh, the other reigning auctioneer in the other hemisphere. So thank you for doing that research for me. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. There's clearly a gap in my prep. All right, so it's time to bring in the third place flop of the season, Brody! Hey, Brody. <laughs> I'm mad. Flop. I'm mad that was my introduction. <laughs> I feel like I deserve so much more. How then you shouldn't you feel, have been a flop. How do you feel being the lowest placing contestant on the panel this evening? I guess without spoiling too much about what we'll talk about later, I don't think I'm surprised by it, but I do think watching it again that I played the most sound game. So I'll, we'll, we'll get into that, though. We will definitely get into that. Now, here's someone who tied for the win, but ultimately lost to Brody's hand. It is Johnny. Johnny, <laughs> nice to meet you again. It's so good to see you. Yes. Oh, uh, Brody, we have right so here. much to talk about. Oh, we do. Uh, I haven't discussed with anybody what my thoughts are. Not even Claire. Mm -hmm. So nobody knows what's about to come spewing out of my mouth here. It's going to be potentially bad. <laughs> Claire, you are invited to come jump in whenever you want. She's <laughs> holding the cats. Oh, she's holding the cats. Mm. Uh, all right. Now it's time to bring in our champion. His plan was to be iconic. And that he was. <laughs> Here's Clay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Flapiana says she played a sound game, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone! Hi Clay. Hey How Clay. How has the start of your reign been? Um, it's been crazy. Um, I've traveled all over the world. Um, people literally stop me in public. Um, and I just really look forward to using this crown to make a difference in the world. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Glad to see you carrying on the legacy of Brandon, our past winner. Anything for you, Mama? Yes, definitely. <laughs> Uh, so I guess just to get started, what was it like to watch this season back? I know it's a lot to live in it throughout the day. I know typically the day after playing, I tend to forget a lot of what happened. So I, I think getting to watch it back really get, allows you to experience the day in a more full way. So I guess what was everyone's main takeaway? We could start with Holly. Um, My big takeaway is I really forgot how much different it was with like the lack of draining of the seeds compared to the first season and so just watching the whole season 
everybody just kind of hoard their seeds is was my big takeaway. And I thought it was an interesting strategy, but I feel like keeping your seeds is important. But I feel like if you can place yourself in a better position using your seeds, that's probably the better move. Because in the end, as long as your allies, whoever you're trusting has the seeds, it doesn't really matter if they're really in your possession, in my opinion. Brody, how is the walk down memory lane for you? Honestly, looking back, I think the final three was the right final three. I think we were the most deserving. And honestly, and I might get some hate for this, I think Patrick was less talented than I think I thought he was the day of. I think his game was worse than it came across day of. Johnny's face. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's not to say it was a bad game. I do still think he played a great game, but I do not think it was as good as I thought it was day of. I thought he was by far the best player of the season day of, and I don't think – I think he's third now. Interesting. Who's number one and two? I think Clay and I are there and Johnny's fourth, personally. Interesting. Interesting. Now, there's a discussion between Clay and I because I get both sides. So I am ready to have that discussion whenever it arises in this conversation. We will but definitely get there. We'll get I there. Do think it's between <laughs> us two, personally. Johnny, what was it like to watch back your first game experience? Um, it reminded me how stressed I was the whole entire day. And like the anxiety came creeping back from all the things that happened. Um, I think it's very interesting if you're going to talk about Patrick Brody, how in the last episode, how pivotal he was for your game. Like you could not have had the game you did without Patrick. Yeah, Patrick really believed that I could not have done a freaking thing in that game without Patrick giving me the okay to do so. So I'm so happy he was there because if not, I probably would have been out first. <laughs> so that was very interesting, but watching it was fun because it was cool to see the behind the scenes things that I, I didn't, I wasn't privy to. And then um, I kind of like to hear what people like to say about me behind my back, but it's, it was all good. So it's yeah. all good. I, I can't think of anyone who talked, who spoke negatively of you. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I took notes. Me. No one did. People don't speak negative about mm -hmm. me, right, Taylor? Huh? People um, I think truly every single person had complaints. <laughs> Your own wife just sent in a message roasting you. <laughs> That's like her favorite pastime is just to roast me whenever she can. So it's and normal. Join the club. Clay, what was it like rewatching your season? Well, um, as Johnny said, I loved hearing the compliments roll in. Um, it was it was really um, it was really fascinating to watch. Um, a because I felt like the day was so tumultuous. Like I just felt like they were going to stab me in the back at any point. And then watching back, I was like, actually, they weren't making any moves. I was fine, so I could have just like relaxed <laughs> through most of the day. But I was so stressed out. Um, but also one of my favorite things was watching people, I'll use Patrick as an example, just because he's the easiest, but watching Ooh, people Patrick. like myself or my friends have a conversation where they know that someone is full of shit mm -hmm. and just like looking at their face and being like, yeah, right. And you, you know, like I agree with Brody. I don't think Patrick was as slick as we all thought he was. Um, it was fun. It was, um, it was really entertaining to watch. And there were so many things I missed that day. I really thought I had a full grasp on the day and I did not, so. 
Definitely. Good TV. <laughs> it's always fun to rewatch. Uh, I know, especially as host, I'm not able to catch a lot of the dynamics because I'm setting up the different challenges and uh, preparing for votes and everything. So it's always very interesting to see uh, just how active the players actually are. Uh, I was impressed across the board. So, um, I mean, I guess since Patrick keeps coming up a good bit, uh, I wish he joined us here tonight. I should have invited him earlier. That's on me. But uh, was Patrick robbed? <laughs> no. No. No, he was blessed to get as far as he did. I disagree with y'all. Just saying. Holly just loves to disagree with everyone, so that's okay. I, I think that if you look at it from a gameplay perspective, he he did some very good gameplay. But I think socially, he really shot himself in the foot pretty early on. Um, and I know that throughout the day, even when I sort of played along with the narrative of like, oh, maybe we'll do an all-guys Final Four. Like, I never trusted Patrick. I never intended to work with Patrick. Um, and I, you could literally see him, like, talking to you as if it's, you know, like um, – super a super personal conversation and him like run over to the other group like it was so transparent yeah i, I think, go ahead i think the way i think a lot throughout the season patrick and i got paralleled and i think the big difference between us is i think that patrick plays a game to where he's if he's going to get to the end he's going to win and i think he planned it so that he was going to be there with laura and with Maddie, and if he got there with them, he was going to win. Like, there's no question in my mind, I'm voting for him in that situation, and he wins. And I think the difference with my game is I'm going to get myself – You play to lose. Well, no, I get I get myself to get to the end and hope that the jury is in my side because the way I play these games is so polarizing that a lot of people just won't vote for me, Just even if they think I played the best game. I know – that it was uh, Caitlin came up to me afterwards. She's like, strategically, you played by far the best game, but I'm never going to vote for you. And I understand why. Like, it's not like I'm previous Brody that's like shocked that I didn't win this game. But I would rather go to the end with people I'm okay losing to that I feel like played a good game and like a game that I respect. And I'd rather, if I'm going to lose, I want to lose to someone who I respect, not someone who I think got there because I dragged them there. And I don't think this three got there because I dragged them there, if that makes sense. Okay, so you <laughs> you said, I do, one, think you really did benefit from Patrick being in the game because it split that target that would normally be solely on one of you between the two of you. And it lessened the target on both of you. Second of all, I think Patrick was playing from the standpoint of Brody's playing his optimal game to win, and I don't think you were. And I think that's where Patrick's game was faulty was because he was relying on the fact that you were playing to win. Correct. When making and I, his decisions. I play to get to the end because I think I have as good an argument as anybody when I get to the end of, I played a great game and here's my reasons. And I think I can get to the end and potentially win any jury, but I think I could also get to the end and potentially lose any jury just as easily, if not easier. And so my strategy is never to get there with people who didn't play the super, super strong game. I want to get there with people who played a strong game. That way I feel like I'm competing. And then I also feel like I have a chance and they feel like they have a chance. I, there are people in that game who, if they got to the end with me, I think they would have felt like they didn't have a chance. And they don't think they ever get to the end with me without me basically forcing hands, which I didn't do to that full extent, I guess. I think what I really like about Patrick's game 
is that I agree that I think socially is where he struggled the most. I think most people did not trust him uh, because I think for whatever reason, the way that he kind of speaks to people, you could tell that he's actively trying to schmooze you. Uh, schmooze you. Uh, but I think where his strength is in, is his ability to kind of make strategic plans throughout the game, even like despite that lack of trust in him. I, I think especially in the final seven, you see that strength whenever he argued to Brody why Victoria should go. I think it was one of my favorite lines of the season when he said that um, that Victoria wouldn't pick either of y'all over Clay or Johnny, but that Maddie would pick both of y'all over Clay and Johnny. Uh, so I think he had a really good grasp on how to frame his arguments in a way that got people to agree with him, even if they didn't trust him. However, I do agree that he probably was outplayed socially um, because I think he should have seen that he was doomed in that final four with three of you. Um, however, I, I don't know. I, I would be interested on how he thought he was going to get past that final four. Um, I guess it was just his trust in Brody. I, I, I really think he saw it as, okay, if we want to win, Brody's optimal move is to take out Clay. So why would he not yeah. do that? I disagree with that, though, because I think Patrick in that in that situation, if it's me, Johnny, and Patrick, I think Patrick gets more votes than Clay did outright because that jury was so tailored to Patrick, either between his gameplay and then also the people on the jury. A lot of people didn't want to vote for Clay that worked with Clay because he did turn against them. He voted against most of them. And so Patrick, at that point, worked his way from the bottom. He's been the person, especially with Lily, Victoria, and Caitlin, the whole day they're talking about Patrick's never going to make it to the end because he's been on the bottom this whole time. If Patrick gets there, I think they respect it and vote for him. And I think Clay might get one of their votes, if that. What do you think, John? I disagree. I disagree. I don't think they would vote for Patrick at all. Yeah. Not the I girls. Agree. I they don't, don't respect gameplay like that. I think they respect like alliances and um trustworthiness at least that that's that's how that's my take if I, agree. Anything, I think johnny would win in that final three i th i do i think johnny wins in that final three I, don't, I think it's a worse situation for me personally no matter what in, in fact clay i'm curious if johnny had voted you out there who would you have voted to win out of that final three out of brody patrick johnny yes um Probably Brody. Yeah. Um, I just, because while I found parallels between Brody and Patrick's games, um, I felt that even though the target was on both of their backs at different times, Patrick got a little paranoid sometimes. And um, Brody, it just felt more um, deliberate. Like, here's the choice I'm making, whether it um, does good or bad for my for my future in the game. Um, and like, I, I definitely found times watching Patrick that um, I could sense when he was getting really nervous and really kind of like pandering to try to appeal to someone. Like at the end when um, he was like, Johnny, so like, you know, uh, you and me in the final three, I'm good with taking Clay or Brody, whatever you prefer. Just like, you know, he was literally trying every angle. And I really commend him for, for really fighting until the very last second when Brody was like, yeah, you're not gonna win. You have, you know. Um, but I do think jury-wise, if I had not been um, final three, I felt even very early on that this was a very noble jury and they were very, very uh, focused on uh, respect and character and kindness and all of those little frou-frou things that, um, you know, so I don't, I don't know if they would have voted Patrick, I think. I think Johnny would have won. I agree. 
I agree. I agree. Um, Johnny, uh, in that day when making that decision to cast the final vote to banish, um, talk us through that decision. Uh, because I think, obviously, I think reading the jury is always very difficult to do. So I, I don't think it was that obvious that Clay was going to win out of this final three or that uh, necessarily you would have won it, it the other way around. So I, I guess, uh, what was your main motivation behind that vote? And had you considered uh, the levels of jury threats there? Okay, so yes, I did think about doing, like how to divide it up to do either just me and Clay or me and Brody. I, I was never going to take Patrick ever um, because I just have, I at least respected my alliances that much to have at least one of my final twos with, both my final twos came, but one of them. Um, but yeah, I, I thought about trying to either take Brody or Clay, and I had a feeling Clay was going to win, but I didn't. I trusted Clay 100% the whole time. Brody, I didn't trust you the whole time on some things. And so I felt like for me, I respected Clay enough, and I was like, oh, he's coming with me no matter what. Now, I'll let you in on a little secret. There's like an awkward pause when I'm trying to vote Patrick out in the final four, I don't know if, if that was edited out or not, but it's because I forgot his name. <laughs> I, I did not know his name. <laughs> I remember that. I remember you really paused and I thought that I was like, oh, he's about to make a move. And then you voted out Patrick no. and I was like, oh no, he forgot his I name. Was I could see scrambling. it. <laughs> but I saw it on his shirt I was like, oh, it's Patrick. I am super curious because it day of never once crossed my mind to go to a final two with you. But I do think that is my ideal path at that point is to go with you. Cause I think it's really, really close between us. If I pitch that to you at that time, what are the odds you entertain it? I guess. But go back on that. If you pitch it to me, what do you mean? To go to final two with just me and you, because we had all the seeds to do it. Like we, between you and I, we oh, got oh, all the right. seeds, and we very easily could have tied it and booted Clay and Patrick. I would, I know, looking at it, that was one of the big takeaways. Is I wish I did it because mm -hmm. I think you and I are very, very close, and our games are so opposite that I have no idea where the jury goes. I still think mm -hmm. you win most likely, um, but I do think it's closer than otherwise. So what? No, if, I, I'm pitch that to you. What are you thinking? I I might have given it more thought just because I didn't. That was a lot of moving parts. That's three other people that I'm trying to work through with seeds. And at that moment, at 1 a.m., my brain wasn't at 100% capacity trying to figure out how these seeds worked. Uh, so I would have given it maybe a little bit more thought, but at the end, I didn't want to. I didn't know how Clay was going to vote if I kicked him off. And I figured he would vote for you. Which and really would have been correct and was probably the right choice by you. Mm -hmm. Right. So, well, you still lost, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. I think what, uh, when it comes to the jury itself, I, I'm interested if anyone has specific reactions to Lily randomizing her vote. Yeah, I'm pissed. Do you have any comments on that? I'm pissed. You just play the game. I understand why. You are one of the big. We haven't heard from Clay in a second. Yeah. 
Um, I thought it was I thought it was a very dramatic move um, and very unnecessary because even though maybe things didn't go in her favor, I feel like she still should have gotten all of the answers that she needed during the jury, you know, deliberation with the final three and with questioning. Um, and I feel like I could not have been more apologetic about the whole thing. So it's like if you're mad at me, you know, or or don't like the way that Brody played, like, I don't know, vote Johnny. Or, you know, if you don't feel like you want to vote for Johnny, just like vote for someone. I, I just thought it was kind of like shitty for the three of us for her to be like random number generator. Like, fuck off, Lily. Just choose someone. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think that I think that um it, it got a little more um emotional for Lily watching the um jury round table. Um, because she was just, um, I think, really gagged when she found out that um, it wasn't Caitlin who voted against her and it was me. And special thanks to Thomas for really uh, pointing that out to her. Uh, shady. But I, I don't know. Watching her vote, I was like, I honestly wish she just would have like abstained or something because I was like, this is this is annoying. Yeah, I, I would have read her, but I didn't want it to be... Um... I, I didn't want it to be uh, a potential tie. And I think it was very close, a three-way tie. And, and I think it, I, I, whenever she voted, it could have been. Yes. Um, and um, we're, oh. I, I'm curious, um, how did you guys feel watching the jury roundtable? Was there anything that surprised you that anyone said or was like saying or had questions about? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting that Caitlin wasn't sure that if I was completely loyal to her or not. Because um, I felt like I was 100% honest with her the whole time. And like outside of uh, Brody and Clay, she would have been my number three in like trustworthiness. Um, but I'm glad that in the end, I think she figured it out that I was completely honest with her. But that was kind of shocking. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I think going into the final jury stage of it, I really thought that I had Patrick, Laura, and Carlin locked. I I thought Patrick was lying to Clay to try to get me to sway at the final four. I thought that was him trying to manipulate me one last time of, I'm going to vote for Clay if you vote me out here. And I really thought that I had those three locked because I thought Patrick and Laura and really all three of them were more of the gameplay. You played this a very strategic game. You weren't the frou-frou, let me hold your hand, let me feel good, like make you feel good while you're going out kind of thing. And Carlin was that way, but I expected, I think, differently from Laura and Patrick. And so I think at the jury roundtable thing that shocked me the most was Laura talking and her really being as negative as she was about my game and kind of being like, yeah, it's a good game, but – it's Brody. This is what I expected. Like I, I personally think that's a BS answer. Cause if I repeat it, I think it's just as impressive as if I do it once, but I can also understand that she has now been at the losing side of that two or three times. And I'd probably get frustrated with me too, if I lost. So. Well, you did mirroring lose. that Brody. I, I, I found it fascinating because I thought for sure I would have Carlin's vote and that I would struggle to have like Laura and Patrick's votes so then when they were two of my three or four, whatever we want to call it, um, and then you, you know, eventually choosing me as well, I was like, I feel like I got the votes of the three people who value 
like strategic gameplay the most versus like all of the friendship votes I thought I was going to get. Um, so I found it really interesting. I, I guess not how they flipped, but I guess how they really interpreted everything, listening to them talk about it. Um, I don't know. It was, it was interesting because I, I kind of thought that a lot of things that happened during the day were very, um, black and white and they just they they happened and that was how they went down but i think that a lot of people interpreted things that happened during the day very differently um and not even some things that affected them personally just some things that they sort of um went up to bat for that i don't know i yeah like i said the jury felt um very very um noble i don't know that's just the only word i keep thinking of they were just like so I thought there would be more, more, more flips. I guess. Yeah, I agree, and I that um, as a host, I was really happy that you won with the votes that you did win with, uh, because I think that since they were people that you ne- wouldn't necessarily have had going into the game, I think it really spoke to spoke to how good you were at bridging that gap away from that flytrap girl alliance, and I think that that's why you were more successful than all three of them in the game, and I think ultimately it's why you won as well, because I think. Uh, as a result, you were able to make stronger connections with the cast as a whole. So, um, yes. uh, from a narrative standpoint, it, it made me happier with the season too. Thank you, uh, the underdog. The underdog. Um, oh wait, I had another question. As far as the jury roundtable goes, for anybody watching, the reason we started that was because the jury questioning for season one of the greenhouse took truly two hours. Uh, we started around midnight, 12.30, and the game ended at 2.30. And uh, with jury coaching, I guess you could call it, we cut that time in half, uh, both for Survivor Rocky Road and for this. So that is why we do it. Um, I, I'm curious to hear if y'all think it was overly influential in any way. I thought that they uh, did a pretty good job of bringing out pros and cons for everybody. But uh, if we were to do it again, did y'all have any comments about how we did it? I thought Thomas did a great job. And I think Brandon being there to pitch in as well was a really good idea. I think having two people really helps to, if one person feels a certain way, there's someone else from an outside perspective to kind of say, like, bring it to a different direction. That way it's very even. I think that did a great job kind of talking about all of our pros and cons. Um, I, I don't know. I thought it was a great idea. And I mean, I wasn't all that thrilled with the outcome, but at the same time, I think it was a very good thing for the show and for us. Yeah. I agree. I feel like I feel like um, listening to uh, them talking with Brandon and Thomas, um, some of their questions were maybe a little emotional or reactionary and a little general. And I thought it was really helpful to sort of um, specify what you're really trying to learn from that question and to ask it directly. I feel like it made the conversation with us much more productive than if they would have thrown out some of the questions that they um, were considering initially. Initially. I would have liked to have heard more from like the quieter people like Carlin and Laura. I feel like they didn't have as much to say over the stronger people like Lily or Victoria or Caitlin. Uh, But besides that, I think it was really good. I feel like they did have a lot to say. They were just like sitting there letting um, the girls gab (laughs) and like trying to shoot something in there every now and then. But I really, I was watching Laura, especially through a lot of it. And I was just like, I know she has so much to say, like, oh, just say it, just say it. But um, 
I know that she is a much uh, milder personality than some of um, the other dolls who were on the jury. So uh, I really wanted to just be in her head at that moment. Well, Clay, I think you brought up a really good point. I think the main benefit is that it actually makes the final questioning productive and not a, well, here's why I should have won from the jury's perspective. Because I feel like a lot of times the jury just starts talking about like why they should have been where you guys were. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it actually produced like productive questions that could have actually swayed somebody's opinion on the game. And I do think it adds a different element to the game of, because I remember thinking day of that, I thought Lily, Caitlin, and Victoria ganging up on me would actually help me. Because I think I thought that the other people in the cast disliked them so much for the way they handled that game that they were then going to be more likely to vote for me despite those girls than it was to actually vote for me because they thought I should win. I thought there was a chance that I get votes that I don't necessarily get otherwise. So um, where was this everyone's ideal final three or did Clay, Johnny, um, have, did or even Brody, did y'all have a better final three that you were hoping for in your heads day of? I mean, oh. my final three, um, if, if Victoria had not gone home, um, I would have probably taken um, Victoria and Johnny to final three um, because, I mean, at the time I was obviously wrong because Johnny and I tied, but um, as closely as we worked in the game, I thought I would be able to appeal to the jury a little more. With those two next to me, I got a little more nervous having someone like Brody or Patrick there. Um, but then I think I was wrong because um, it, it seemed like Johnny almost took it with us three anyway. But then when Brody was in the final three, I was actually happy to have him there because I just felt like we highlighted like three very different games, but it was almost like three different levels of gameplay almost. Not levels, that's not a good way yeah. to say it, but like the three different approaches to the game we sort of encompassed. So I actually thought it was a nice, well-rounded final three once we got there. Yeah, Johnny? I know. Go ahead, Johnny. Oh. Um, yes, <laughs> uh, to be honest, I was not expecting to get that far. I was just hoping to get to the jury. And so I hadn't really planned ahead that much, but with the two people that I made alliances with, yeah, I would, that's who I was expecting to go up against. And I didn't really care. Like I said, who I thought was going to win. I just wanted, I was just happy to bring them with me. So this was your ideal final three. Yes. Brody? I know during the final jury's questioning, I said yes, but the answer really was no. But I had to paint a narrative that day of like, no, this, like, I really stuck true to these two guys. Because if not, I think people even more so feel betrayed that I had no rhyme or reason to this. I just was picking people off that weren't me. But ideally, and I realized really early on in the game when I got nobody's seeds after they got voted out and everyone else was getting these seeds, I realized pretty quickly that I was very little shot I won. And so I couldn't in my head find a way to get to a final three situation where I think I'm winning. Um, like I remember thinking day of, no matter who I bring, I don't think I win. I could bring anybody that's here in jury and lose. And so... The first time I really thought about it was at like final six 
But I think Maddie putting me up with the final daisy chain really screwed me over because what I wanted to do there was vote out Patrick or Clay there and then vote out the other one at final four and go with Maddie and Johnny um, was really what I wanted to do. But as soon as Maddie put me up, I went into defense mode um, and 100% was just a matter of keeping myself safe, not about getting anybody else out. Yeah, I think that was probably your best final three, at least at that point, because I think the clay votes don't go to Maddie, they go to you, probably. Yeah. In my opinion. But um Taylor, I know you had mentioned wanting to ask Brody about like when was this you constructed this narrative during his um final speech about yes. I, that was one of the most frustrating parts for me editing because all of a sudden on episode 19, y'all started talking as though y'all made a final three on day one. But I looked through all the footage. I literally have dealt with all the footage and I never heard y'all refer to yourselves as specifically a trio that was made as a trio no. and not just kind of like something that broke off of the original Big Alliance. So uh, I, I would like it to be, I, I would like to have the record set straight that I didn't edit that out. Uh, no, I don't think it exists. Yeah. I don't think you edited anything out. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had a final two with Johnny, but I also was fairly certain Johnny had a final two with Clay. And so kind of the way I played was I had to like negotiate these other deals and like weave them into my own gameplay. And I trusted Clay. I went to Clay very early on and said like, I wanted him and Victoria were the two out of that group that I really wanted to work with. And so I, I had set kind of, in my mind that that was a final three, but 100% of the jury, it was just a matter of me pitching it to them so they can feel like that Brody wasn't going through the game, just picking people off that weren't him. Cause I think if I go about it that way, it's looked upon even less fondly and more of a, you are a psychopath and you are just crazy. And I think if I pitch it as these are the people I really trusted, then maybe I get somebody's get back in somebody's good graces. Clearly it didn't work, but that was my thought process. I mean, I'm pretty sure we talked, like you said, our final two was early, but that never was videotaped. So like there was no, there's no proof. I, Cause I do remember watching and I'm like, gosh, the viewers are not gonna know that Brody and I are working together because there's <laughs> no talk about it. Yeah, ultimately I do warn all the players to try to get everything on camera. So we'll see. There are so yeah. many, there are so many like last minute little things that you want to hurry up and get um, across to someone that uh, watching back, I was like, damn, I can remember all these things happening. And like, we didn't have time to get a camera over and to stop what was happening. And so it's like, if there could be a camera or a mic on all of us to really catch it, I feel like there might've been a lot more clarity. Um, we were like really in the bad habit of like whispering as we pass by or like things <laughs> like that. Um I felt like early on, I started talking to Brody and Johnny. Um, Brody, more so because I was trying to feel him out to see if we actually could work together throughout the game. Um, Johnny being attached to the Fly Trap Girls kind of early on, we naturally kind of gravitated. Um, and I really, I really wanted to work with Johnny early on. Um, I just really needed to feel out um, how open he was going to be to severing the tie with the girl, the relationship with the girls um the flytrap girls but i feel like once victoria was voted off that was when i really started pushing the idea of us as a final three 
to, you know, to feel like I was like putting something on the table that was very feasible and a good idea to happen to in hopes that Brody wasn't going to go um, haywire and like side with somebody else. Uh, so I feel like that's really when that conversation started for me with the three of us being a potential final three. Um, I have this note to talk about later, but I do feel like there are a couple of rules that went over my head that day. Um, and, and being the idea of being a final two was definitely one of those, like that never crossed my mind in that round or any round before it. Um, so, I mean, it could have been a very different turnout had we really thought about that. But, um, at the, at the moment I was thinking it was going to be three and I just wanted to be one of those three and hopefully that it would be these two with me. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see as the uh, live games continue. I, I know in the online versions of the games, the more that we did them, the more the final two became common, like as people became more familiar with the rules. So I expect it to be, I expect that to be the case for the live games too. So uh, ho hopefully with time, uh, we'll, we'll see more of that. Thank you. Um, for clearing that up a little bit because i know brody like he really that was his final three pitch and like two episodes before that he was like i really don't know who i'm gonna go with or who i'm gonna side with and i was like okay girl which one is it yeah <laughs> playing games until the last moment i think he like was playing his games with his own minds like i was like what is happening well, right now going into that game i had been in a few finales and i think i always thought of it as i have to tell the full honest truth here of what i did because that's the only way i can win and I, for some reason the day of the greenhouse i thought like they don't these people haven't been watching they don't know what's happening like you got maddie who just walked in patrick didn't have time to talk with him he's probably the one that knows the most like i could lie and say anything and no one's gonna be the wiser and i didn't think either of these two guys with me were gonna call me out if i did lie so yeah. I was like, I might as well lie. I, what's going to hurt me? It's not, I mean, worst case scenario, I get third place anyway, and that's the same result. Yeah, I, I do think Clay is right to say that it formed at the final six. I kind of tracked my understanding of things too, uh, because I also think that's when Clay really kind of grabbed reins, the reins of the game too, because he kind of spelled out how the rest of things would go around then, and that's how it went. Um, and also I think it was aided by Maddie kind of dropping the ball at the final five. I think she meant to make a big move by putting up Brody, but uh, really she kind of solidified the standings of everything in a way I that think, I don't think she understood she was doing. Clay would have been the big move to make there, and I think it would have happened. If she picks Clay, I think Clay does go home. I agree, and I think Maddie makes the final three in that point. In I that do point as well. Situation. I honestly stopped breathing for a minute whenever they said Maddie needed to nominate someone because I was like, this is how I go. This is where it happens. And then she said Brody, and I was like, work okay <laughs> <laughs> no, i agree i agree because I, I think that was your most vulnerable point yeah um because brody had been flipping side to side and i think at that point if he had kept flipping i think you were the next person to take out absolutely things um so I, I guess uh, one thing about Maddie is that uh, someone uh one of the people watching the show commented on how i was giving her an invisible edit like a simple <laughs> edit uh, and I was, and I, I swear, I love to put as much of everybody in the show as possible. Uh, just some people aren't on the camera, like aren't filmed in as many scenes. Um, so I, I guess on that <laughs> line of thinking, uh, what are some things that we didn't see on the show that you wish made it? 
whether because I left it on the cutting room floor or because of uh, little side conversations that just didn't make it. I think um, like using Maddie specifically, um, there were times where I know I wasn't the only player who did it, but there were times where I felt like we were all kind of mama or papa bear, like who would take someone like Maddie and be like, okay, so you need to start being on TV. So, you know, like she would kind of approach a group, but then stay at a distance. And it's like, okay, either don't come around here or just interrupt and be a part of the conversation, you know, or if you're up for elimination, go talk to people, go talk to everyone, even if they aren't on your side, just like really start talking. So I feel like we were all kind of helping each other out along during the day. And a lot of that didn't get caught on camera. I know that sort of borderlines on production, but I almost felt like it was an it would have been an interesting thing for the audience to watch because I think there were times where we did sort of put the gameplay on pause for a second and we're just humans to people. Um, and so there really was a nice rapport among most of the cast members, especially from jury and beyond. Um, we really were all talking, all having a really um, decent time together. And I think, to, like, just to add on to what Clay is saying, is I think that like atmosphere of like helping each other out is a big reason why a lot of seeds weren't burned. Because I think mm -hmm. everyone really did feel like, oh, this person helped me in this situation that isn't game related. So they really have my back when I think a lot of people didn't separate these moments of helping you on a personal level with helping you in the game. I agree. I think season one was a lot more adversarial than this season. I think everyone played a lot more individually in that one, while this one, I think especially that fly trap girl side of things uh, was very unified and everyone else outside of that didn't really combat that in a way that they needed to. Um, until it was either too late or until the three of y'all flipped and then the fly truck girls didn't do anything to combat it. So I, I think it ultimately uh, became a much, I think that's the exact read to have for I think that's a good insight. Uh, Johnny, what about you? Anything, anything you would have liked to have seen on the show? Um, I agree with both of them. Like, like, especially in the beginning, there's so many moving parts and there's so many people and there's not the same amount of cameras as to people. So like, there's a lot of relationships and things that the camera people didn't quite get, and that's not their fault. Um, but like, for example, no one would understand why Gabby gave me her seeds because not one time had the camera seen that Gabby and I were talking, but we had been. And so that was just one example that came to my mind about like not seeing kind of something about what's going on in the game. Well, and. I think part of it is that because, you know, like we said, you don't have a camera for every single person that's in the game. You mm -hmm. want to catch those game related conversations, the mm -hmm. um, the strategy conversations. So sometimes the conversations that get thrown to the wayside are the ones where you're just like talking about what you do for a living and mm -hmm. what your hobbies are. And because they don't necessarily directly impact the game, but it does impact your personal relationships that you form with those people. Mm -hmm. Yes, especially think, theater. It makes people so nervous. They're like, well, well, he's an actor, so he could, he could do anything. He could be lying to all of us. I know. I remember there was one conversation like that that made it in early on where um, uh, I, I, the non-fly trap group was talking about how y'all all did theater. 
and uh, how they're actors, so they must be good liars. And Patrick was like, oh, I did theater, but I was more of a dancer. <laughs> did he say he played the big bad wolf? Yeah. Oh, oh, I'll tell him. In multiple for different productions. <laughs> I, I will say, I think the one thing I wish had made more of it was, and I think it made it pretty early on, and I, but I think it played a bigger role, and I talked about it probably more than made the cut, and this probably just because Taylor was tired of hearing me say it, but just how much I pitched these fly trap girls as a team early on, like between them and the theater group and then Patrick being a threat, I think you see little dots of it throughout the game, but I think it's understated of how much I did that. Like, I think I did it in pretty much any conversation. I was either throwing Clay under the bus, I was throwing Patrick under the bus, or the flytrap girls under the bus. So that way their threat level was so big that people couldn't ignore it. Yeah, it's been a minute since I've been through it all. But typically when I'm choosing things to cut, uh, there's a lot of conversations of people retelling things. Like in the first round, a lot of those early conversations, aside from just like, what do you do? Is, mm -hmm. oh, what hunt did you get? Oh, wasn't that the one where you stacked dominoes? How did you do? Ooh, what did the other people do kind of thing. So uh, I feel like th those are the kinds of things that uh, do get cut mostly. Taylor, thank you, for, uh, thank you for being so kind as to um, provide both clips of me um, courting Clyde. Uh, I thought that was I thought that was really um, that was really nice of you, but uh, we haven't talked. Maybe third time's a charm, Clyde. If you're still out there, um, I'm and, uh, ready to play Family Feud with you. So that's funny. I I think of the people on this season, I would most want to see uh, Clyde and Carlin try it again. I, I think. Uh, I, I think I would like to see them with a, a different cast um, because I, I think with the uh, flytrap girl group, I think it was harder for them to break into that, especially Jessica too. I would like to see Jessica. Jessica. Can we talk about Carlin for a second? Cause I, I think her game is so interesting. Sure. Let's talk about Carlin because also I would like to hear a bit more about what you went through your mind Brody when you targeted her, because I think episode wise, it seemed to come out of nowhere. And I, but I think it was strategically the right move. So I, I'm interested to hear how much of that uh, was purposeful. Yeah, so I guess I'll talk on just Carlin's game as a whole first and then move to that. Carlin's game was so interesting because she was playing such a strong game early on. I think kind of under the fly tribe girls, but like under the wing, like not really too close to them, not being grouped with them by anyone else. And then there was a moment with that dice that just flipped the switch in her head of, I can't trust anybody anymore. And I think it like I I think she was one of the front runners to win until that moment. And it's it's shocking to me. I, I don't know what it what went off in her head of it made it that that was the moment, but it was very interesting to me just watching it back. Yeah, putting the cast together, she was one of the people who I thought was a real winner contender. I thought especially with the cast before uh Lily joined, uh making the fly trap group a group of Four, really. Um, I, I really thought that she was kind of in the middle of things. Uh, and I think truly, if she just flipped her game and was more loyal to the other side, mm -hmm. and kind of interacted with the flytrap group, I think she honestly could have been a strong contender to win the whole thing. It was uh, interesting because I, I felt like um, we were so hyper-focused on Carlin being attached to Patrick. And that was when the doubt really had kind of started setting in on Patrick. And we realized that he was 
really playing both sides and was sort of a, a loose cannon. Um, but it was fun watching because Carlin really would have some sort of mild personal beef with someone. And then she would convince everyone to vote them out. And I actually didn't realize how much she was manipulating some of the, um, the conversation about voting just by the dice thing with Clyde. And then what was the other, was it Laura that she was felt slighted by? I can't yeah, remember. she she kind of randomly wasn't into Laura. <laughs> yeah, and, and so there was a moment where I was watching, even though I knew what, what was going to happen, I was like, is she about to get Laura out? Like, I know we're about to get her out, but it almost feels like she was sort of um, steering for a bit. Um, and I think that, yeah, her, her, um, her biggest mistake was probably the closeness with Patrick, not knowing that people were catching on to that and not knowing how people were sort of perceiving Patrick over the game, the course of the game. Yeah, I agree. And I think also, um, I, I think Gabby and Clyde both could have been really good allies for her. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and I think both wanted to work with her. She mm -hmm. just didn't side with them, which I mean, ultimately you can only side with so many people, but. Um, so Carlin was always a mystery card for me. I just, mm -hmm. I never really talked to her that much. And then I know she was like, kind of with Lily, but then Lily was like, well, I don't know if I can trust her. She's like on the outs, we're gonna get her out soon. And then I thought she was with Patrick and them. And then she would like, um, I think like Clay said, uh, she would then just have this vendetta randomly against somebody and like, okay. But I was most surprised that Brody put her up. Yeah, so I, that was surprising I think to me. That was my biggest move in the game and I, I think it was a very quick decision once I realized what I could do. So I don't think it got a lot of airtime, but essentially, was it Caitlin or was it Victoria she was next to? I can look it up. I'm going to say Caitlin, though. I think it was Caitlin. And I remember thinking, okay, she heard, I think I was third on her list of people she trusted. She really trusted Patrick a lot. She trusted Clay a lot. And I was not top of the list and I realized that but I wanted to work with both Clay and Patrick and I knew I needed both of them to put me in a position that really worked and so once I think it was Laura put up Victoria or Caitlin right um I let me see yes, I'm almost certain so. yeah so Laura puts up Caitlin and I remember thinking this is my opportunity to put up Carlin and Clay cannot keep her like Clay is going to have to keep Caitlin over Carlin. And it's the only situation other than Victoria being up there, which he's going to keep or vote Carlin out. And I remember thinking worst case scenario, they go up and I have the rose. And if something wild happens and a tie needs to be broken, I'm going to break it and vote Carlin out. Cause I think it weakened both Patrick and Clay put them on edge and then forced them to turn their games more to work with me when otherwise I think they just work with Carlin and I'm kind of out sixth. Yeah, I think that's very fair. I so, think it enabled you to work the middle in the way that you did because it kind of created the middle. Mm -hmm. uh, because I think Clay and Patrick didn't have much of a reason to work together otherwise. Would you agree, Clay? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that um, for me, definitely, I was um, sort of, I felt I was on good terms with Carlin. And whenever, um, I mean, I do think it was you, Brody, who uh, initially sort of planted that seed in my head of like, you know, Carlin is going to you, but she's going to Patrick last. Um, and that was the, the moment where I was like, well, you know, I really would love to keep Carlin in the game. But if, if, if I'm not her number one and none of us are, um, we knew that it would become very dangerous for um, 
for her to stay in with Patrick. I think the the miscalculation was that um, she wasn't the only person who was kind of going to Patrick last. Um, so, you know, he, he ended up having more pull later on. Um, but I, I do agree. I think that um, I, I remember the day of, it almost felt like um, it, it's interesting hearing Brody talk about everything because it always has some sort of weird double meaning, but it felt like in the moment he was doing this for all the right reasons and that, um, and that it was the, the move for that round. Um, it really did seem like the kind of the move to propel the game in a better direction. Well, so. Clay, I think it's interesting to hear you like say how she was always going to Patrick last, and but she wasn't the only one. Because y'all were saying how Patrick's social game is really where he was lacking. But I think maybe with the connections with you guys, maybe like Clay and Johnny, he was lacking. But mm-hmm. I think Patrick was positioned well socially with that other side. I and agree. To the point mm-hmm. where... He was telling, like, he convinced Maddie or Brody that Maddie was closer to Brody than he was she was to Patrick, and that wasn't true. Maddie trusted Patrick a lot more than she trusted Brody. But Brody, you made a comment in one of the episodes about how Maddie would pick you over Patrick. I think I made a about picking me over Johnny. I knew nope. she was going to pick Patrick. I wrote it down earlier. It was about Patrick. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I, I do remember thinking day of though, like part of the thing that I didn't talk about in that Maddie versus Victoria conversation was I thought that Victoria was much more likely to win a comp down at the end and really throw things through a loop. And that was my bigger fear. Cause I really thought I could just win all the competitions from final six on if I was safe during Daisy chain and basically pick who went home. And I just couldn't capitalize when I needed to. Yeah, I think one curiosity I still have is as far as just keeping Patrick in general, I understand why you would want to take out Carlin first because I think keeping Carlin, she's then close to Clay and then you're a bit more cornered, Brody. But um, I I know you talked a lot about how you thought you were a guaranteed fourth place finisher. Um, Is part of why you kept Patrick because of that final four position? How how much did you believe that based on how many times you said it? (laughs) I used that more as a strategic this is a reason to keep me because you can always vote me out whenever. And Patrick was always my backup plan of if Patrick's sitting with me at final four, I can easily make a pitch of Patrick is much more dangerous on a jury than I am. Look in my history. I lose every game. And Patrick, I could pitch and be like, Patrick's going to win this game if y'all leave him in. But I don't think I can make that pitch against Clay or against Johnny or against Maddie or any of them. So that was always kind of, he was the person that, my intention was to ditch him at four the entire game because I knew I needed someone who is an equal threat level as me or else it's not going to work kind of thing. It was frustrating to watch um, the game and to sort of be yelling at myself on screen, like get Patrick out, get Patrick out. Um, Why were we not more hyper-focused on getting him out? And it was interesting because the day of, we really, and I'm not saying that Laura did not have some sort of pull on that side because she definitely did, but we were all hyper-focused on Laura yeah. being the leader of the other side and watching it back, it was really Patrick. I mean, he wasn't always in control, but I feel like he had a higher percentage of control throughout the game on that with that alliance um, than even Laura did. Um, and Holly, to clarify, I shouldn't have said that Patrick didn't play a good social game I think what I, how I should have worded that, he was very social on his side of the game. 
I think where his social game faltered was for his social game to sort of um, spread throughout the sides. Oh, definitely. I feel, like, I feel like Johnny and I did a, and even Brody did a good job with um, having a decent rapport with both sides of the house, even when there were clear lines. Whereas when Patrick sort of walked over, I think in the later half of the game, when Patrick walked over, we were all like, here comes Patrick. Like, what does he have to say? Um, you know, knowing that it was going to be some sort of uh, pitch or something as if he was on our side, but we knew that he wasn't. Yeah. And yeah. I do think he kind of realized he wasn't at a certain point. And I think he just realized it so late and knew that the power was not in his hands anymore. And I think, I think really the reason he trusted me at final four wasn't because he believed what I was saying, but more because if he didn't believe that he set himself up to fail. And I don't think the day of he could allow himself to think that he put himself in a losing position at final four. And I think I it's because I think his vote. I just, what makes no sense to me looking back is why they didn't at least try to drain y'all's seeds at the final six. Like I still do not understand strategically why Laura did not help Maddie out because I mean, to me, it was very clear that they were a solid three. Even if y'all were disorganized, I think it makes sense for the three of them to be organized. Uh, because in that case, they would have been able to save both of them. So, like, uh, I, I mean, I would be interested to hear what Laura has to say. I think part of it was how cold it was. I think that's one thing that doesn't come across, uh, was that it got very cold that night. And I think Maddie and Laura just... Uh, didn't walk around as much. Like I think they kind of just stayed in the living room area a, a lot more than I think they otherwise would have. I, I think uh, that's why you see less of them in the later episodes. Uh, I, because I think they they uh, ha had a harder time with that. I, I don't know if, if y'all would agree. That's just a, a trend that I noticed as it got later in the night. I do think they walk around less. And I do want to add that something that I did, and I'm should I meant to mention this earlier on things that got missed in the episodes is when I bought that seed count, I actively lied to everyone in the game with how many seeds were in the game, who had how many. And so like I would pick and choose what I would tell to which sides. So I really do think that Patrick thought that at all times he had the numbers and Johnny and Clay at all times thought they had the numbers. When in reality, I kept making it to where even though I only had four seeds, those four seeds were going to decide which way went to the end, basically. And I don't know. I felt like that was something that probably played a big role in why they didn't try to keep Laura because they felt, oh, well, we still have the seeds and Brody's on our side. And so it's going to be easy. It's still three to five. Out of the even wilder in a way. Is Maddie not even trying to upgrade herself at five? I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I mean, I guess she had to think that she had the votes, but I don't know why she would think that, unfortunately. I was shocked, honey, in tears almost, even watching it back. And I, I, I knew what had happened, but there was a moment watching it where I was like, wait, did they make me bid more on this? No, they really just stopped. And Funny enough, though, I think that happened more than once in the game where mm -hmm. people should have really fought more for the uproot and for some reason lulled themselves into this weird sense of security where they were like, no, I'm good. I feel good. Um, and it was it was just really surprising that more seeds weren't played throughout, even if, um, you know, because anytime I felt like I was even potentially on the line, I was like, I'm. 
I'm putting them down. Well, <laughs> to me, not only not uprooting yourself when you're there, but even to me, if I know I'm not being uprooted, like, but the person next to me is, I'm surely draining them of all their seeds possible. Yes. Like, I'm going to yes. keep bidding and making it go, make them pay as much as possible for it. I'm not going to just let them stay in the game and keep all their seeds. Well, there was that one point where I think I had eight or something, and it was like very common knowledge to everyone in the game. And so that seemed like that would have been the moment for sure where they would have started draining me, even if I was going to get it, like you said, to make me pay more. And then they gave it to me on clearance, girl. I was like, okay, where? Exactly. It was wild to me because not only did you lose the shot at the other person, but you also made it to where you could not make your next shot at that person. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, are, are these people cornering themselves? Uh, I just think it was a lack of thought on the like the seeds throughout the whole day. No, like, but <laughs> I, I just meant like, the seeds really weren't front of mind for anybody. Yeah. Um, for a, the, of a lot of the day compared to, you know, especially looking at season one where it, the seeds were a huge topic and people were trading them and using them as bargaining chips. We didn't see people really bargaining with seeds um, much less. Like, I, I just think they were that, that that was put on the back burner as opposed to like the social relationships between everyone. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I think it was because of that culture of like group play uh, that I think that kind of bidding would have been seen as more selfish or whatever. Um, and, and I think that doing that kind of move would have made someone stand out in a way that would have made them the next shady player to target potentially. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I think that it was kind of a more a vote game more than a seed game. Do y'all think um, the flytrap being purchased in the first round may have had some effect on that? Just the, that so many seeds were spent the first round that people kind of wanted to try and save them up for themselves, like ho hold on to them. I personally didn't think so. I remember thinking more that Patrick kept pitching to all these different people that you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to spend seeds. And I think in a way it kind of turned people off of spending seeds because he like pitched to people early on, like you need to spend the seeds and then they wouldn't get their way anyway. And so I think it kind of turned people off of like, well, why am I going to spend these seeds when I can just give them to someone anyway? And I don't know. I think I would think like, at least through my mind that the fly trap getting purchased early would make me want to spend more seeds. Cause there's nothing big that I have to defend against anymore. Like my big bid is now like eight seeds. is going to get you something no matter what, pretty much. So I feel like if it wouldn't have been purchased, if the fly trap would not have been purchased so early, um i think that i do think that people would have been more focused on seeds i think that i would have been more focused on having a large amount of seeds and i would have been more nervous about others having um a larger number in their pot um i don't know i also feel like throughout the thinking back on the day it really felt like seeds were um a way to show goodwill with people um, and so it, it was, it was worth having seeds, um, for that reason. Um, and I think that, um, we were all sort of hyper-focused on the fact that having a large amount of seeds at the end would be mm -hmm. beneficial to our game without focusing on the fact that we needed to be draining others of their seeds for the same reason. Clay, I, th I think you bring up a good point because it was played in the first round. People didn't feel like they 
needed to be worried about them. And I think that might be why it got put on the back burners because, oh, that big ticket item was gone. So you didn't really need to focus on the seeds, I think was a lot of people's thought process. Especially when like max for an uproot ended up usually being what five, I think was the highest mm -hmm. one that we really got to. So I think if mm -hmm. we would have seen one of those bidding wars go higher, maybe that would have snapped us into, okay, we really need to start having people lose their seeds. Um, I still, to this day, don't quite wrap my head around drought. Um, I was very intrigued by it throughout the game, um, but I would really be super interested to see that played to see how that sort of shifts the dynamics of the greenhouse, the game. Yeah, it hasn't been bought yet. Uh, I'll have to see how I can tweak it to make it more uh, enticing, but we'll see. I thought about doing it for drama that day, but then I was like, no, I'm like really on a good track. I don't want to do anything, you know, because at the beginning of the day, I was all bouty. I was like, I'm just here to stir shit up and be like, you know, drama and icon and all that stuff. But then once I really started playing, I was like, oh, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I want to stay um, sweet life at the party clay. <laughs> Johnny, I have a question for you. Speaking yeah. of seeds and kind of Maddie's debacle and not spending seeds at the final, what's five? Mm. If Maddie ends up buying a brew, because they had the seeds to do it at that point, they had more than y'all did. Um, if Maddie buys uproot and clay goes up, which I'm assuming Patrick would have put clay up uh, in that spot, I think both Maddie and Patrick vote out clay. Who are you voting for? Um, I mean, I would, I would think I would stick with Clay like to keep him. I just, it would depend on how the conversations were going at the time. Because uh, again, I wouldn't have wanted to just have one vote for Clay and then be the the oddball out, and then it's a target on my back and I'm gone at four. So that would just depend on the conversations and what was going on. Because um, I guess I, Clay would have went. I would have assumed I would have got. Like in my mind, I would have assumed I got his seeds or at least some. Uh, that would give me a bigger stake in the game going forward from there. But I don't know. Brody, are you talking about top six when Laura went? No, at Daisy Chain. Daisy Chain? Okay, well, then, if that's the case, then uh, Patrick would not have been the one nominating. Who would nominate? It would be you because you were up against Maddie. Okay, then I would have picked Clay anyway. I, that is one regret I have is not bidding on Uproot in that round. Even if knowing I wouldn't win, it forces Maddie to play it and puts Clay next to me which I think does put me in a much better position. But at that time, I was just so worried about not going home that it never crossed my mind. But, like, looking back, I do think that's probably the right decision. Yeah, because then you could probably still get a Johnny Maddie final three. Yeah. I think. Taylor, I have a question. I In our online games, we make it to where you have to pass your seeds before the banishment do you think that would have an effect on our in-person games? Yeah, the main reason we haven't done it is because um, I think people just didn't realize it during uh, the live filming and because so much is going on, like it's harder to enforce. I think moving forward, that is a rule that I want to bring into the real game um, because I, I think it's more interesting to have people trust their seeds before they're eliminated because then, oh, I'm still in the game. Can I have my seeds back, please? I think most of the time they'll get them back, but I would love to see the situation where they don't. <laughs> and um, also I uh, 
I, I want them to burn with people as they leave uh, if they don't feel confident enough to give them away beforehand. Um, I, I think it's just a better social metric. And I think it, it rewards people uh, who do get those blind sides mm-hmm. out of the way uh, in a way that I would want to reward. So yes. I, I think moving forward, uh, I, I do want to do that. Uh, but it's just about communicating that really well to the contestants, which is what I feel that, uh, which is why it hasn't been. Um, I think, oh. Oh. oh, sorry. Also, wasn't Brody the only person who purchased seed count? Yes, so far. Yeah. <laughs> Watching it, I was like, why did none of us do that? Especially those of us who had a bunch of seeds. It seems like we were all sort of either trusting Brody at times or like trying to do our own math in our head, which seems almost impossible to know for certain. So for, for only cost one seed, I think that, um, it was a bit of a mistake for more of us to not purchase seed counts throughout. Well, it's easy. You think you can keep track of it in your head and you can early on, but then when you have challenges like um, the, what is it? The elimination challenge, the time betting. betting, When every, like Patrick got a seed, like an insane amount of seeds and then like people start getting seeds from challenges and you kind of that's when it gets difficult to keep track because it's not just the oh they got seeds from being nominated they won the seed challenge it's like they get start when they start coming from every direction that's when you really kind of lose track of them and Brody, i'm curious uh how helpful was it like did it give you a really good footing in the game to have that seed count did you find it was effective i think it more than anything like i think my count throughout the day was pretty accurate i don't think necessarily because i did a great job keeping track but i think because the cast as a whole was really honest with how many they had um but i do think the way it gave me a lot of power is it forced people to have conversations with me that like even when they didn't necessarily feel like they needed a conversation with me in that moment they came to me because they wanted to confirm a seed count or they wanted to talk about it. And then, like I said earlier, it gave me the advantage of, I can lie to people about these seed counts. And as long as it's close enough to where it's somewhat believable, no one's checking me because no one else's account. Like as soon as I bought it, I think not a single person tried to keep a tally anymore because they all trusted that what I was telling them was true. And so, I think, honestly, for Patrick, it's what doomed his game. Because I think if at Final Five he realized he doesn't have the numbers, I think he plays differently. Or even Final Six, I think he plays differently. Yeah. I, one thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, people's favorite moments from the day. I know personally, my top moment, unquestionably, is the table flip. It was the first thing I watched when I uploaded the footage to the to the computer that I edit on. And I think it is the moment that I will go back and rewatch the most. And I would like to give a shout out to Caitlin, if she's watching, uh, <laughs> for uh, just giving so many laugh out loud moments. Uh, any thoughts on the table flip or other moments you'd like to share? I I knew I, I know Caitlin and I knew that Caitlin was gonna pull some sort of stunt. She had been alluding to it throughout the day. Um, I I loved seeing the uh, little snippet at the end of the episode with production. Um, I thought that was just like so much fun to watch. Um, but just with with how with how I know Caitlin, um, 
that was just one of the things that she was saying throughout the day. So as soon as she did it, I just started cackling because I was like, this isn't real. But then you saw a couple of people for a moment who were like, like shocked. <laughs> and I just thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. I, I, I'm sorry. No. I, I think I, another thing that didn't make the show was that we rearranged the furniture three times before the table flipped. So if you go back and look, you can see that the chairs slowly get wider and wider as we set up the perfect shot. Because at first it was two against the wall. And uh, I had I had been kind of fibbing about why we were doing it. I was like, oh, I think this will just be better for like a wide shot or something. <laughs> like just pretending it was for whatever reason. But uh, that was something that I wish I had edited in a bit more, but it, it wouldn't have been on camera. I do think that was one of the hardest I've ever laughed in my life. As soon as she flipped that table, and there was another moment she had, like the round before, where she, oh, it was when she did the cry. fake cry, the cry. Fake cry. And you can like look at the camera, like everyone in the shot, and they're all like, and then I'm like crying, laughing. I don't know if it's because I'm heartless, or and I just didn't believe it for a second, or if I just didn't care if it was real or not, and I was just laughing anyway. <laughs> but I laughed all day at Caitlin. She was so funny and she deserves endless props for making me laugh throughout the day and i think probably most of the viewers clay you made me laugh when so um you were voted life of the party in the shady <laughs> challenge and then you brought up that fact in your <laughs> final speech <laughs> uh-huh i did i was like i don't want y'all to uh you know with whatever's gone down i don't want y'all to forget that you voted me um valedictorian so um wait oh one of my favorite moments from the day was um holly's uh struggle with the family feud answers um, <laughs> it was like every time she would do it i would be watching like a hawk because i'm like the answer is going to be revealed it's going to come down and, like so like watching her do it i remember through the day how much like she was struggling with the <laughs> The tape was against me. Well, part of the issue was that the game, like the that we were using with the answers, did not put the answers in the right order. Like when it got to the end, the an the answers in the book were out of order. So like I had initially set it up in the order the same order that the book was giving the answers in, and then I was like, wait, four is not more than six. And so then I had to like rearrange it. But then my list of answers was different than what was. It was a mess. I know. And in the background, at one of the struggle clips, you can hear Brandon saying, is no one helping her? <laughs> well, it was just also difficult to, like, maneuver without everything falling off the wall. Yeah. No, Holly, you are a trooper for that. Uh, also, I will take it, I will take it to my grave. I swear that buzzer in the solitaire um, game, I was like pressing it so early. That's it was bull, like, bull. Patrick, you're yeah. kidding me. It's Pat Patrick figured it out early great. and like he would press it before I think Taylor even started uh, yeah, reading. And happened. he was so like, and look, props to Patrick for beating the game. Like I, I, part of me says, you know, that's it. Cause that's what I started doing at the end. And it's why I started missing some questions. Cause I was like, I'm going to hear half this question and just hope I'm guessing right. I do think maybe Taylor next time, like you put a timer on how long it is to answer. Cause I do, I did notice watching back that like some of my answers took a while. Some of Patrick's took a while. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to do a buzzer game again, uh, Yeah, but still, I thought it was a fun experiment. It was fun. <laughs> but, but I agree. I, I think, uh, I think he broke it. Johnny. 
Johnny? I was actually going to say the my least favorite part. <gasps> Just game-wise. I would say that my least favorite part was playing that picture game where you had to match everything because I did not Spot understand it. it. Yes, and it took 17 people to explain it to me. And at the end of the day, I still do not understand. I don't understand how Clay got seeds, how I won, how Laura won, like all that. I don't get. So, <laughs> just my little, my two cents. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Something that didn't make the cut on Spot It, which I thought was so funny, is Victoria claiming she is a Spot It wizard. She's like, this is my favorite game. Y'all can count yourself out. You're not making it into Greenhouse. I'm going to go for the 20 and I'm going to get it faster than everybody here. And then she didn't even win to the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She really bragged about it when she got back um, to the group as well. She was like, she was like, oh yeah, this is, this is my jam. Like I blasted <laughs> through the entire thing. And then when she didn't get it, she was like, oh, I should have just done the shorter one. Like that was so <laughs> ridiculous. I found, I, I honestly, you know, thought that it was going to be super easy. And I found that to be, one of the most difficult things that we did it was like my brain was started like working against me i would see it but i like couldn't say it and then i also never caught that we were supposed to hit the timer at the end either so i lost a few seconds i love that game because conceptually it's so easy what are the two pictures that match but then you start playing and you're like there's none i swear i swear like i, I broke the game and what made me laugh was that brody picked the longest route and still overall had like the fastest time or like the second fastest time doing all yeah. the cards. <laughs> so gifted. Everybody else was just so bad. Some people Especially as a late game challenge when everyone's a lot more fatigued. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to see what the times what the time difference would be if we did that as a first challenge versus the top six challenge mm -hmm. or a seven whenever we did it. I do remember that day feeling like I was screwed in that moment because I had just spent my one seed on seed count right before it. And I now had no seeds. And I was like, this is the first challenge where we actually can use a seed to like help us. And I have none. And everyone else has at least three. I am. I thought there was no way in hell I ever make it into greenhouse. And then when I got there, I was like, just give me more seeds because I don't want anything. I don't want to make any other moves this round. Yeah, I, I hope to bring more challenges like that where you could buy advantages. I think that uh, mm -hmm. I, I think that added a fun layer. It did. Um, it also makes it harder to count seeds as well in the game because if people are giving up some and then they can win some back, and it adds a very complex layer of like you can't. It's so difficult to track that. I also liked adding in our little dice roll that Clay purchased. Yes, I love that. Oh, that was cute. I was mad about that too. That was another one. I was shocked that nobody um, Clay bid two did seeds. The odds that Clay bid two seeds by himself. The odds that he does not roll higher than a two, like he, he has to avoid one. That's it. What I would do is at least match it because then if you don't get it, you get your seeds back. Yeah, I just had no seeds. I expected it to be like three people matching. Well, I didn't expect it, but that would be the best way to play it. I do think part of it is that the fly trap was used right before, so half the people didn't have mm -hmm. enough seeds. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And the people who had the seeds didn't feel pressured to get more seeds because mm -hmm. the, the opposition didn't have it. Yeah. I also thought it was hilarious that nobody made a move on it and they were just going to let it go by. And then I roll a five, and then all of a sudden they were like, well, 
Clay has seven seeds, so that's really worrisome. It's like, well, bitch, you could have too. Like, why did you vote on this? Like, stop acting like I'm the villain because I was like, well, if nobody's gonna do this, I'll take it. Oh my goodness. No, I, 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 lost, I could have lost or what? I could have only I lost a seed, would that have happened, or would I have gained? Yeah, the worst thing that could have happened was you lose one seed. Right. One. That was the worst case scenario. Wild. <laughs> Really, I think I, I I would bid, I would bid three seeds. Uh, really I would higher than three. Uh, but I don't know. I just thought it, it was an interesting take by the cats. I, I plan to bring that back eventually. I thought it was fun. I I think it'd be yeah. interesting later in the game, um, like yeah. maybe round four or five, when people actually have some seeds established and they know if they're on the outs or not. Right. Like, could you imagine that happening on like a fly trap bidding round? Oh my god, I'm scared. Hmm. But um, spooky. I, I think uh, one more question that I wanted to get to. Uh, I, I have two more. Um, what is there anything I would have done differently looking back now that you've seen the whole season, if at all? A few things. <laughs> um, first, I probably like going in the beginning. I would have fought harder to save Gabby because I feel like that would have been a good ally going forward, a better bridge between me and the other group, because I also think she was a good player and deserved to stay a little longer, but just situation happened. Um, and then I guess I'd probably try and make one or two bigger moves, if you will, to try and gain more respect out of the jury. But, you know, I really wasn't in my brain in that day. I wasn't thinking of getting that far. I was just trying to stay each round because I was always afraid that, well, you know, someone's going to stab me in the back. And my biggest move is just to be able to stay. So those would be like the top two things I would change. That makes sense. I would have, um, I, I think that if I would play again, I would have a much deeper understanding of some of the rules that yeah. I didn't quite grasp. Um, like that time I purchased Uproot, um, I, I, I think it had been told to me, I just didn't retain it, that I could um, burn the uproot. Is that what it's called? Like, yeah, yeah burn just and then not use it on one of them. Um, I, I really, for some reason, felt like I had to use it. Um, and I think at the end of the day, like, I my brain was still telling me I needed to save someone, but I could have prevented Johnny from going up, which. Um, would have been probably something I would have chosen if I'd have realized that. Um, and I also like, like we, like we said earlier, I wish that I would have um, really known about the possibility of a final two versus a final three, because um, I think mm -hmm. if there would have been a way to make that work and I knew how I would have probably pitched that to Johnny. Um, even if that was to my detriment, um, I think in the moment I would have maybe said, is this the moment where we want to drop Brody? Yeah, I think all of my changes would have been from the final five on kind of what I've talked about already. And I think a lot of people are probably expecting me to be like, probably the way I voted people out and like made them feel like, but I, I do think that me doing that is the reason so many people trusted me in the game. Because, yeah, once you're out of the game, it looks really shitty that this person was so upfront and to lie, like basically told you to your face you're going home. And it makes you feel terrible. But I do think 
the people who remained in the game, it allowed them to feel like they could trust me more. Like, I don't think Clay trusts me as much in particular if I don't tell these people or like when Lily was going home. If, if I don't tell Clay Lily is going home here, be on the right side of the votes or it's going to look bad on you. I don't think Clay wants to work with me as much. And so I understand from a jury perspective how terrible it looks and how it basically puts me in a position I can't win. But I also don't know if I ever get to the final four without doing that. Cause I think it makes me that much more of a, he's just a strategic threat. He's not on my side where I think I kind of managed to convince everyone that I'm still on your side, even though I just voted out your number one ally in Carlin, I'm still working with both you clay and you Patrick. And it's, I told you my reasonings, whether they were true or false up front. And so I don't know. I think most of my changes end up coming right around the final five, either with using seeds or manipulating seeds differently to either get a final two or uprooting myself and forcing Maddie to use it or something along those lines. Brody, I really think your biggest thing is you need to just pick allies that are less charismatic because you bring these people that are so likable to the end with you. And then it's like, look at, you're looking at Clay, Johnny and Brody. (laughs) (laughs) and i guess that makes sense but like the way i've always thought about it is these two people who are very charismatic were not the two most strategic in the game i feel like that was patrick and i and if this jury is a jury that respects just the strategic side of the game there's no way i lose and i think it's worked in the past in certain games but it's not certainly not going to work in every game i think it works probably in only 30 percent or so but like, I, I think, think I, I think there are people you could have brought that you were more strategic than that also weren't as lovable and likable as Clay and Johnny. But there's a benefit to bringing people like that because I think it puts me in a better position because if I have – no one's going to want to target the people I'm close with, and I don't have to restructure my game every round like Patrick had to as all his allies got picked off. And I think that's the reason Patrick didn't get to the end is because he had to restructure his alliance constantly – where I never had to. Like, I basically was able to ping pong back and forth and pick off the people on the outside of who I trusted, where, yes, I think in order to win, doing Patrick's route and trust, like, getting people who he won't he won't lose against who are less strategic than him and equally hated by the jury, probably the way to win. But for me, it was just like this. I didn't – I guess I looked at it as I'm going to try to get to the end, and I think my game will speak for itself. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And a lot of times it just doesn't. I think your route makes it more likely you get to the end. Yeah. Patrick's route makes it more likely to win at the end. If he gets to the end. Yes. But I think think it ends up Harder to get there, but more likely to win. Correct. And I think it ends up balancing because I think I get to the end, I win 30%, 40% of the time. I think Patrick gets to the end, he wins 80 to 85. But I don't think he gets to the end. I think I get to the end then. Probably four out of five times if I set myself up correctly, where I think Patrick gets the end two out of five. And Brody, I will say that you said something um, along the lines of if the jury would have been people who valued strategic gameplay, you would have been fine. But I do want to point out that three of my four votes were players who valued strategic gameplay. <laughs> um, well, one of them was me. Uh, <laughs> one of them was you, but two of them weren't. So. Um, <laughs> I think I it's, it's interesting that I think that I think that almost you can think that something would go a certain way and people could like flip on you because I thought I would have gotten the other jury 
Yeah. It's, it's almost impossible to really predict a jury. You think, like, like Clay, you think, oh, these are my best friends. They're going to vote for me. Right. And, you know, they don't. Or you think, <laughs> oh, these are the per- people I worked with in the game, but I burned them and they won't for- vote for me. And then they do. It's it's really almost impossible to, like, get in someone's mind to yeah. know what they're going to do. I also, am upset with Patrick in his reasoning for not voting for me. I think it was... I think it was a little bit, I, I get what he's saying. Don't take what I'm saying wrong. But I do think there was a self-righteousness of, I am by far the best player here. No one could have done this game without me. And I think that was, I think I played a better game than Patrick and I outplayed him throughout the game. I do think he has, he had some moves on me that he was better than me at. But I think he never gets Lily out in that situation without me. I don't think... I think the game looks much worse for Patrick without me in the game than other than vice versa. And I think his reasoning there was spotty and I didn't like his vote. The rest I was fine with. Well, but that was, being said, you did give him a very well-rounded option in clay to feel good about voting uh, in, in, uh, as an alternative to you. That is I wish true, we could welcome the, Patrick uh, right now. Huh? Like, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's bring Patrick out. I know. I was saying tonight uh, if he wanted to come, but he's busy. Uh, I, I should have given him much more of a heads up. Also, speaking of things that we would do differently, Johnny, I don't know if you would agree, but um, after watching it back, um, I really, I mean, Brody, we were really aligned with you, but I almost feel like as a cast, we allowed ourselves to be a little naive to not focus more on taking out Brody or Patrick. Because as we saw right at final four or five, um, y'all could have easily swung it and both been in the top three. So I think that, um, and I think there are other, you know, we always try to say don't take previous gameplay into account. But if you know that somebody is a power player and they are known to turn on you at the drop of a hat, um, I think that we were sort of lulled into a sense of security with people like Brody and Patrick whenever there was someone like Laura who was like, you need to watch out. Um, and we were like, no, he's on our side. I almost I almost feel like it would have been interesting to see a, at least a push yeah. to get uh, one of those two players out earlier on. And I'm no, curious to know, I'm curious if Patrick or I would have been able to stay because I don't know if we can in that situation. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, again, it all comes down to that round one fly trap. I, I yeah. think that uh, the threat of Lily and her cult, uh, <laughs> I, I think, uh, overshadowed any threat that Brody and Patrick had going into the game. Because they they in episode one, you could see foreshadowing to truly everything in the game. They talked about Brody and Patrick, uh, talk about uh, keeping each other to the final four to survive the final four. Uh, Clay is talked about as one of the bigger social threats in the game, and Johnny is uh, pulled it, pulled into conversations with pretty much every side of the house. And I think that it was a pretty good foreshadowing of the play styles and ultimate fates of everybody. Um, but you see a lot of those conversations about those threats die down as soon as the fly trap girls rise, and those topics that really come back until the end, whenever they're all gone. Uh, I don't know. I think it's interesting. What I found interesting was like watching, rewatching that the the cast didn't know that I was aligned with the girls in play. Like constantly they were like, yeah, I don't know where Johnny is. Like, well, who is he with? Like, he's just neutral. And I'm like, how did, how was that not obvious? 
No, I agree. Because pretty much every scene you're in, they're also in it. Like you were with right. them. And even from what I remember that day, you were with them the whole day physically. Yeah. Johnny, the entire second round, you sat with the flytrap girls and yeah. just talked to them. Like I was like when people kept saying mm -hmm. that, I was shocked. I was like, what do you mean you don't know what side he's on? I, mean, I, I wasn't going to throw you under the bus because I wanted to work with you. But I was like, he has been sitting with all three of them for an hour. And y'all haven't talked to him. You, what, you think you're, you're, he's on your side? Because he's not. Yeah, it's so odd. I think it's just because of, I, I don't know who was the first one to say Flytrap Girls, but I think it made it central to specifically those three. Uh, so then even though uh, really all three of you were with them, y'all weren't interpreted mm -hmm. as being all that with them in a way that honestly blows my mind still to this day. But hey, it's a, it's a fast game. <laughs> I even said on camera though, with with the um, with the physical going to a place as a group to discuss. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I think at one moment on camera, it was one of the girls, or maybe more than one of the girls, and I even warned them, like, "Hey, you guys, like everyone is watching y'all going and talking separately, and it's it's really putting a target on your uh, even a, an even bigger target on your backs." And that was one of my biggest focuses on not you know, always being around them as much as I could. Um, and it, so it was funny with everybody being confused about which side Johnny was on whenever he was always with the girls early on. And then everyone thinking that I was so aligned with them whenever I was literally like trying to yank myself in an opposite direction at any yeah. time. Um, and I guess that was just the perception. That was one of my takeaways from this season is how powerful like naming an alliance and continually bringing it up, like whether it's true or not, if either the whole game was like Johnny, Clay, and Patrick are so close, everyone starts to buy into it eventually because they pick up, they're not going to pick up on the times they're not talking, but they will remember those moments where, oh, that is the exact group that Brody mentioned. Or that's the exact group that Johnny mentioned to be aware of. Like that's something I need to watch out for. It like just setting those seeds and like putting them in place really makes people's minds automatically go to, oh, that's true. I think people want to affirm truths that they like see. And so if you start making these truths up, people just automatically start seeing them and believing them. Yeah, I agree. And I think also setting those three as, like aside as a unit. I think made the other side of things think that it was everybody against them. Mm -hmm. So then you see people like Clyde and Gabby uh, kind of not really think as aggressively as they needed to uh, because they just trusted, oh, I'm safe, obviously, because I'm up against Lily. Everyone's going to vote out Lily. And then, bam, both of them out because uh, I, I think they didn't uh, dig their feet in as much as they should have. I, Taylor, also, I don't know if um, if, if Lily is uh, capable of um, not being a very polarizing player early on, but I do think uh, bringing Lily back to a game like Greenhouse or Big Brother, if if she could make it past the first few rounds without just make, you know imploding herself, um, I could have seen Lily like winning the whole game too. Oh, absolutely. Lily is a top person that I want to bring back from this season. Like, I, I truly think even though she got, what, 10th place, I think she would be on my short list for All-Stars. Seriously. Mm -hmm. um, I, I plan to invite Lily back as soon as possible, for sure. Speaking of an All-Stars, <gasps> if any of the three of you were to appear on All-Stars, what different approach do you think you would take? 
it doesn't matter. I'm getting like second to last. It does, no matter what people are voting. Like even I think the people that work with me, like Johnny, might trust me. I don't think Clay's gonna want me in the game, so Clay's voting me out early. If you bring Lily back, I'm sure she'd love to work with me again. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I I leave such a wake that if I happen to get a group of people that really don't want to work with me, I'm so screwed so early. I think uh, kind of like what I had said previously, like I I would still play the same game because I appreciate my game. Like I just value honesty and um, being nice. Uh, which is drastically different from Brody's, I know, but um, <laughs> and I feel like a lot a lot of people respect that too. So I would mm-hmm. do the same, but I would be a little bit more aggressive now that I understand like different dynamics and being able to see the long, the um, the long game here of like you know what seeds mean and you know uproot and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I would be worried that I would get out because people would think that like. I guess it all star would be a lot of the top people. I would just worry that anybody who got made it to the end, they would get out first in all stars. I don't know how yeah. that, if that works. It would be an interesting dynamic for sure. But no, you are truly as close to winning as you could get Johnny. I think, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't think you would need to change that much. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I, I like your instincts there. What about you, Clay? Um, going into something like all stars, I think I would definitely play a similar social game because I feel like um, my sort of finesse with socialization is my strongest asset in gameplay. Um, And I think that as a person, I don't want to say that I am manipulative, but I feel like I have a very sort of convincing um, way of saying things. So I'm not necessarily steering people, but I think that even if I was playing super dirty, I could have people believe that they could trust me until I did something very tangible against them. Um, I think if anything, I would just go into it 100% confident in, you know, just presenting myself as who I am um, straight on because I was, uh, I was definitely nervous at the beginning of the day that, um, you know, I wouldn't make, have enough of an impact to be, off of someone's list of, uh, you know, people up for banishment. And, um, and I think that in the, in the first round with, um, Jessica and, uh, Maddie, like, had I not specifically gone to them to sort of like talk to them and make them feel that I was, you know, on board to work, I think that I could have easily been one of the names versus one of the other, you know, eventual flytrap girls. Yeah. Um, so you know, this game was interesting because I knew so many people from the outside. Uh, but I think if I was walking into a game where whether I knew people or not, I would just make more of an effort early on to talk to everyone and to just be less scared. I yep. guess it makes sense. I I do think one change I make is I probably take more of the Patrick approach of like really ingraining myself with one side. I do think it's pretty rare that you get the opportunity to ping pong um, the way I did. Like, I think that was more of a, this is a path that's available to me kind of decision where typically I would probably rather ingrain myself like Patrick did really take one side and kind of hope to steamroll with someone else like me in the middle, um, just kind of taking off people that I didn't really care about. 
I follow. I follow. And also just looking forward to the greenhouse season three. Uh, what are some things that y'all would like to see come up in the future? Any other, uh, I guess, comments of things we'd like to see in, in the future of the series? Holly, you could go first. Uh, I'm sure we have ideas. Okay, so I do, like we said earlier, I'm looking forward to having players have to give their seeds away before they banish, because I feel like it really forces somebody to put trust in someone else um, while the game's going on, which is really reflective of the end game. Um, so that's probably my biggest thing. And I would also love to be able to eventually do a two-day game and have 16 yeah. players. Johnny? I agree. I love the two-day uh, game idea, especially if that's like an all-star thing because it, you know, yeah. it takes longer. But um, I guess maybe when did this, when did the rows with the blocking votes end? Is that, did that end after 10? Yeah, it ends after a daisy chain. I, I really like that idea, though, of being able to block votes longer than just 10. For me, I, I just like that because it's a bargaining chip. And that's one of the reasons why I was happy about it, because I got Brody and Caitlin's block votes back to like use as instead of seeds. Well, and if we had a, a two day game with 16 players, it could like probably still end at 10. But that's that many rounds instead of just the the, the right. first few because after that it just becomes numerically an issue right taylor yeah yes though one thing that we have done is uh put a tulip petal in the seed shop so uh you could bid on the ability to block one person's vote hmm. um, so oh. I, I think there would be something i would be interested in put in putting yeah. the real game yeah taylor that was one thing i thought would be interesting is maybe making tulip block a single vote and making it last like two or three more rounds. Um, yeah. I do think that adds a complexity or even like block a vote and get one seed kind of thing. Like you block one vote and get one seed during it. That way, like it enforces more seeds into the game, but less banked votes. And I think that might also kind of entice the opportunity to buy drought more because you're not now forcing people to like, I guess it's a lot easier if there's three in the game and two are on one side, one's on the other to use it versus all four, but my close ally has one, like you're not going to use drought necessarily because you don't want to waste the one that could be used for you. But I think if there's two on the other side and one on your side, but it's not like your super close ally, I could see a situation where that's bought. Yeah, I get it. I think my only, my main concern other than losing too many votes by keeping Tulip too long would be the immunity that Tulip has. Uh, just as far as keeping options for nominations open. But um, I don't know. I, I plan to play with Drought a little bit. Uh, I, I think that there is some interesting stuff to happen there. But um, we've, we've done other flowers online before. I see Deshaun saying different flower powers in the shop. Um, we have, we've done like a cactus and we've had um, a dandelion. Was it dandelion? We haven't done dandelion yet. We had a uh, cactus, was, which saved. What was the other people. our our other one that we originally had? Oh, we had it. It was called the daisy, and you were able to block two people Thanks. from participating in a challenge. Um, so we, I mean, we cool. we're open to trying out the different flowers. Definitely, uh, we'll see season three. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, Clay, did you have any thoughts about season three? Any? Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of similar to what y'all just talked about. I feel like uh, throughout the day, 
for the most part, we really were in a groove and mostly knew what to expect. But I feel like those um, curveball items or um, consequences, like maybe the die roll or adding something, adding additional things for a certain round in the shop, um, or like the detention idea. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like those sorts of things really kind of shook things up and maybe threw a wrench in some people's um, sort of flow of the day. Um, so I don't know, maybe I'm just an anarchist, but I'm like, let's go cut their kitchen with it. Like let's throw sabotages everywhere. Yeah, no, I agree. I, th I think that, I think those are all really good ideas. Um, so we'll see, I don't know, the uh, series is still very young uh, and I have, uh, season three is gonna be great. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I hope to film it very soon. Um, <laughs> it's my lovely wife, Claire, from season one. Oh, hi, Claire. Hi. And our cat, Cookie. <laughs> I just promised I would make a cameo, so I wanted to. <laughs> Were you initially going to block her? <laughs> no, 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 but I did roll my eyes when I heard the door bust open, and I know she was in her greenhouse shirt because she changed to come on camera. Oh, okay. <laughs> hi, Claire. Hi. Y'all, Claire is also um, low-key, like, one of my favorite people to be on production yes. um, because you can just, she's like so sinister when she watches, like she just eats it up. <laughs> she loves the drama and it makes me want to be more drama. I can't. Oh, definitely. No, it's so fun. My favorite moments in the day are like Taylor and I trying to fill each other in because we're like both catching bits and pieces of conversations because like I'm kind of stuck by the auction set and Taylor's usually like setting up challenges and so it's like finding moments where there's no players around so we can go whisper about like trying to like guess as to what's about to happen. It's so fun and also Claire is the one who des designed these lovely greenhouse shirts. Uh, we have thrown around the idea of doing uh, flytrap girl shirts. That I would uh, love to see too. So who knows? We might play around with some merch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I see. Uh, we've gone longer than I expected. <laughs> I just um, want to say before I go, and I'll let y'all wrap it up, that I still have a higher track record than Brody does in the green <laughs> Definitely, definitely noted. Bye. I'm the only finalist to ever vote for a winner, though. So, oh, true. Congrats. That was a gag. <laughs> um, so what uh, do we have any final thoughts before we say goodbye to the season? I just want to say I'm proud. Of, like, I know I'm gonna probably get some hate online because I always do, but like, I'm proud of the game I play. I think we know, girl. It was about it. I think it was about as damn good as you can do, <laughs> given what I was aiming for. So, I it's the most proud I've been of a game I played, especially watching it back. And so I'm just like, I could not have been more happy with the outcome of the day, um, with the three people that were in the finale. I think it encompassed the season as a whole so well. I think these are the three people that really, I mean, I think we drove a lot of the season as a whole. And I don't think there could have been a better final three that really put a bow on the season and made the jury interesting. Because I really think even watching the jury, like if I didn't know the results, I could have seen any of those votes going any which way. Yeah. And I thought it was such yeah. a fitting way to end the season of people bouncing back and forth and different sides. And ultimately at the end, people kind of made their own decisions for the first time in the game for a lot of them. So I thought that was just super interesting. 
overall, I think all three of you really capitalized on your strengths. And so it did make for a very dynamic final three. I agree. Clay, Johnny, final thought? I, uh, yeah, Clay. I had, I had so much fun. Um, playing with the entire cast. I feel like um, it was a really um, diverse group of personalities and approaches. Um, and uh, win or lose, Brody, um, I'll give you your flowers. I think you played a great game. And right mm -hmm. up until the end, you got to be right in the middle and call the shots. So, you know, good Come job. On, Maybe bro. next time I'll try to put a little more um, Brody-ism into my gameplay. You might not win if you do that, just be aware. <laughs> I'll give it to Brody as well. I think overall, Brody, you did play the best game. Thank you. Strategy wise. I, I do think that you've made a lot of like, especially watching you on the screen, all your pro thought processes and what was going through your head. Like it, you were thinking a lot of steps ahead in ways that I really wasn't, I, I would have never thought of about the game it, so it's brody's talking head personality that comes out that is the biggest eye roll to me it's when it's just him and the camera he has this entirely different personality that comes out and it's everyone's that's when everyone's eyes start rolling to the back of their heads i think my voice actively changes when i is just me and the camera like if you pay attention to like a just a one-on-one -on -one with me and the camera versus me in a conversation I sound totally different. Oh, Claire's back. Y'all like to talk, huh? Shit. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Mine was 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to wrap up. We're about to wrap up. Uh, Holly, any final thoughts before we go? That was it. No, that's still one. It was even funny. Like, uh, at one point, I think when we were voting, uh, Taylor was like, quickly, Brody, uh, how are you voting? And he was like, so here's what I'm thinking. And then like 45 minute monologue. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Uh, but yeah, I want to thank all of you for doing this finale recap podcast. I had a ton of fun uh, because the greenhouse is something that uh, that is my baby. Uh, it is extremely fulfilling to do seasons of this show. Uh, and I am so glad to have all of you on the Mount Rushmore of uh, the greenhouse. Uh, so yeah, with that being said, I thought this was a great season and I cannot wait for season three. Hopefully we'll film sometime soon, next month or so. Uh, but yeah, big thanks to all the viewers. Big thanks to all the players. Huge thanks to everybody on the crew. And uh, yeah, goodbye, everybody. Good season. Bye. Thank you, Taylor. Bye,